Major injury scare today at Lions training camp. They might have dodged a bullet. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It's Locked On Lions. Yes, on the Locked On Podcast Network on a Monday, July 24th and a Tuesday, July 25th. Training camp is underway. We got to get into it and discuss. And what was a pretty scary moment at camp this morning with C.J. Gardner-Johnson. We'll get into that today coming up right here on Locked On Lions. But thanks for checking us out, making us your first listen each and every day right here on Locked On Lions. Also, our everydayers that are out there, we appreciate you. Follow me on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, at Lockdown Lions, on threads at The Real Matt Dairy, Matt Dairy Facebook fan page where we post the podcast every day. And also, thanks for watching, subscribing, and checking us out for free on our Lockdown Lions YouTube channel. The show today is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply uh big scare today at practice we'll get into that training camp is underway a team hit the field on sunday and today so they've had two practices in the books yet no pads yet no fans yet the fans will not be there until what saturday which i find a little weird but there you go uh we also got to get into dan campbell yesterday admitting to the media that the hype train for this team is, quote, out of control, end quote. And also, our Pro Bowl, our Pro Bowl list of Lions that could be first-time Pro Bowlers is down to number two and number one. We will get you a first-time Pro Bowler as a Lion, number two, also coming up momentarily on the program today. All right, first and foremost, um, what happened today in training camp is something oh no let me do this first hold on fix my i'm wearing i'm rocking today my t ford strong shirt for those of you that don't know tom ford or as he's known around oakland circles oakland university t ford passed away on friday this man a longtime trainer head athletic trainer basketball this man was a gem all right Tom Ford was incredible. And I called a two years of games on Oakland broadcasts on radio and TV and got to know Tom. Tom's last year was my first year. And then my second year, they honored him and everything else. And we became buddies. Um, just an awesome guy that was uh, battling ALS for like six or seven years. And uh, it finally, he lost the battle on Friday, but I, I was over today at the viewing and I had a chance to see Kathy and, and his family and everybody else. And uh, they're in decent spirits, but uh, I just wanted to send my condolences to everybody that was close with Tom Ford and uh, rock the T Ford strong shirt one last time here. I even wore it over there today. Just uh, I felt like it was something I needed to do, but he was just so great to me and such a great guy and a great trainer and beloved at the Oakland in the Oakland community. So I wanted to give a shout out to Tom Ford um, today. Uh, the Lions are back on the practice field this morning in Allen Park. And there was a major scare that took place. Uh, 
C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the newest Lion uh, defensive back, big signing this offseason, got a one-year, $6 million deal, kind of a prove-it contract, really good career with the Saints and Eagles, went down onto the ground holding his right knee and had to be carted off the field. Now, my my phone was blowing up because you just kind of knew, like, Here's Dan Campbell yesterday talking about the hype train and, 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 and mentioning that, you know, our expectations are high, but we can't read all our press clippings and everything else. And you just like this organization is the most enthusiastic, excited, optimistic that it's been, gosh, in how many years? I mean, it's, it's crazy. And to, See a player go down with an injury that's going to have a huge impact on the team is devastating. Now, it appeared as he was carted off the field and all the beat writers were there that they were all tweeting, you know, and they were careful with what they were writing, but many of them said, this doesn't look good. He was chasing Jameer Gibbs, running toward the sideline, all of a sudden, oh, grabs his right leg and his right knee and is down and can't move and had to be carted off. Normally, those injuries are torn ACLs. Normally those are season enders right then and there. Tom Pelissero then from the NFL Network came out a couple hours later and reported that the Lions might have dodged a bullet and that sources tell him it is not a major injury. So if that's the case, what a bullet that the Lions would dodge. Now again, if there's one position where the Lions have some big-time depth right now, it's the secondary. And I can't believe I'm saying it, but it's true. All I was thinking about today when I was talking about C.J. Gardner-Johnson's injury was what I was thinking about was, well, they better get the rookie from Alabama, uh, Brian Branch, the second-round pick, up to speed. He is going to be a really good football player. And I think he's going to get an opportunity this year to play and learn from under guys like Tracy Walker, Kirby Joseph, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I saw an interview with with, uh, CJ uh, last night on uh, Fox 2 on the Lions um, training camp preview show with uh, Dan Miller, uh, Jennifer Hammond, Bob Wanowski, and Jeff Spicoli, and I thought it was really good. All right? Really good interview uh, with Gardner-Johnson because he's just, you can tell he's a natural-born leader. He's a bit mouthy. All right? He's a bit cocky, but... He's a guy that was like, look, I learned from veterans when I was with Malcolm Jenkins in, in New Orleans or Cam Jordan or this guy in Philadelphia, Brandon Graham. And he would be a guy that would bring some juice to that secondary, some smack talk, but back it up. He led the NFL in interceptions last year. So that's a huge pickup. I was doing backflips when the Lions made that signing. I was a little bit concerned about some of the things he had to say about New Orleans when he left and about Philly when he left, and bad-mouthing the defensive coordinator and all those things. But you know what? The guy backs it up with good play. So apparently, at least right now, as I'm recording at 5.30 on Monday night, apparently for now, this injury is nothing major. It's not serious, according to reports. Right, Justin Rogers of the Detroit News said the same thing. A source told him it's not serious. We'll see. Dan Campbell will address the media again tomorrow morning. And I'm sure have an update on it, but this is why you can't get too overly crazy and excited about a season until you get through 
preseason and training camp because injuries happen. This was a non-contact injury where he was just chasing down Jameer Gibbs and grabs his leg. Might have planted wrong. Hopefully it's nothing severe and serious. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson can uh, can be back with the team soon. Um, but I love the depth that the team has in the in the secondary with Branch, with Melifonwu. They've got a lot of safeties. They've got a lot of cornerbacks. So um, let's just hope it's nothing serious, like Pelissero and others have been saying, and that he's okay. But again, it does make you think. It makes you think about how everybody's picking the Lions to win the division. Uh, I saw Nate Davis today from USA Today said 10 and 7 winning the division and everybody else in the division being 7 and 10. And um, I always like looking at the Nate Davis USA Today predictions every year. But the the Lions have to stay healthy for the most last year for the most part the team stayed pretty healthy. DeAndre Swift was most healthy had been all all of his career last season. Yes, he did miss a few games. Jared Goff stayed upright and didn't have to miss any games like he did the year before when Mr. August Tim Boyle took over. Um, health is a huge factor. Um, so we'll see how Johnson is tomorrow. All right. Uh, coming up next, I want to discuss Dan Campbell's commentary yesterday about the hype train, which I thought was very, very interesting. We'll do that coming up next. First though, what about our friends at LinkedIn jobs? These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You don't want that. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Follow me on LinkedIn, Matt Derry on LinkedIn, and uh, you'll see I have the hiring a little circle around my name because we're hiring for my firm as well, looking for financial advisors. So add your job in that purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, which I've already done. Spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in uh, delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find those qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL. To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. All right, Monday edition of Locked On Lions. Lions back at it. They had a couple of uh, practices already. Training camp starting early. Fans won't be out there until Saturday, which again, I find weird. Why wouldn't the fans be, unless they just wanted to do a week without fans, but whatever. I mean, to me, practices have more energy and gusto when fans are there. Uh, Dan Campbell's opening press conference on Sunday morning for the team's first initial practice. And look, Dan Campbell tells it like it is. He's an excellent interview. He's open. He's honest. And we're going to find out this year if he can coach football and if he can make adjustments, if he can, you know, push all the right buttons and get this team to where they want to go, which is an NFC North championship in the first division championship for this operation since 1993. Dan Campbell said something interesting yesterday and he brought up the hype train himself. He said, we got to keep things in perspective. And by the way, the hype train surrounding our team is out of control. 
And he went a little bit more in depth on it on that Fox two show last night on the training camp preview, basically saying, look, I'm not worried about our guys staying focused, but there is a lot of hype. We haven't won anything yet. Jared Goff said the same thing. So he's had conversations already with his team about the hype train. And he recognizes that it's out of control. His words. Here's the thing. I don't think the hype train is out of control because the Lions have a big head or ego or that the Lions are world beaters yet. I don't. Lions have a good team. Roster's improved. But the biggest reason why the hype train is out there is because the NFC sucks. Think about the AFC and all the good teams there. I mentioned the Nate Davis USA Today predictions. All right? They predict every team. Nate Davis, USA Today, predicts every team in the AFC North to have a winning record. He predicts the Browns to finish 10-7 and and finish in last place. 10-7 and in last place. Let me pull this up because I think I misspoke before about the Lions. But hang on. Did I say 10-7? and 11-6, and six, excuse me. He, the Lions at 11-6 and six at USA Today. Bears 7-10, and 10, Packers 7-10, and 10, Vikings 7-10. and 10. Every team in the AFC North, Bengals 12 wins, Pittsburgh, uh, Ravens 11 wins, Steelers 11 wins, Browns 10 wins. For their predictions at USA Today, they have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 teams in the AFC finishing with double-digit wins. In the NFC, four. San Francisco, Seattle, the Lions, and Philly. Four. So I get what Dan Campbell's doing, and I love it. He's telling his team, hype train's out of control. Let's cool it down a little bit. Not the team, but just the media and all the surrounding stuff. Be very wary of it. Don't get a big ego or head going into this year. We've got to stay with that underdog mentality. We've got to have guys like James Houston, who went from the practice squad to having to earn every snap that he played last year, having to have that same mentality this year. But the bottom line is the NFC has four teams. That's it. Predicted to win 10 or more games. And the Lions being one of them. The conference is there for the taking. Philadelphia, I think, is going to take a step back this year. All right. San Francisco is really good. Who's their quarterback, though? Right. The NFC South, whom the Lions are going to be going up against. New Orleans. Atlanta. Carolina and Tampa Bay. Those teams aren't good. Aren't good football teams. They're average. All of them. Tampa Bay is way below average. Predicted to go 5-12 and 12 by USA Today's Nate Davis. So the hype train is there because the NFC is weak. If the, this is like saying, Tigers are in this thing. Well, yeah, because they play in the AL Central. I'm a Cleveland Guardians fan, as I've told you guys numerous times. We stink. We're not good. We're an average to below average team, a game under 500, and only three out of first place, three games out of first place. So I think the hype train is there because t- people have to make predictions. They have to talk about who could be in the NFC championship game. That that that's Those are two teams, and the Lions absolutely could play in that game. But if they're in the AFC, forget it. Lions aren't as good as Cincinnati, Baltimore, Miami. Heck, New England dragged them around the field last year. Kansas City. The whole you could make an argument for the entire AFC North. Cleveland's got a you know Cleveland stays healthy. They're going to be good. 
So I think the hype train is there because I think the conference is weak and the division's weak. But I love that Dan Campbell brought it up and at least said, look, we think it's a little bit out of control. They're seeing it. They're reading it. He's not giving you, I don't read the newspapers. I don't go on social media stuff. He's being honest. So that I appreciate. All right. We've mentioned Cam Sutton, David Montgomery, and Aleem McNeil as possible. First time Lion Pro Bowlers this season. Who comes in at number two on the list? We will tell you coming up next. All right, folks, uh, this was tough for me. Now, when I went through the list, and we do this every year, I always go five to one, five being less likely and one being most likely. Like I said before, Cam Sutton came in at number five, the cornerback signed this offseason. I think he's going to have a good year. David Montgomery already showing good flashes and signs at training camp. I think we'll have a good year. Aleem McNeil came in at number three. I told you guys before. There are so many studs along the defensive line, especially on the interior in the NFC. It's going to be very difficult for Aleem McNeil to make the Pro Bowl, but I think he's going to have a really good year, a breakout year. He talked today after practice and said he's dropped 22 pounds this offseason. He's, he's, he's getting lighter in order to be able to get to the passer. At number two on this list, might sound a little repetitive and a broken record, but I did have C.J. Gardner-Johnson the cornerback slash safety hybrid number two on the list. You could have made an argument that he was a pro bowler last season, but he was playing with guys like James Bradbury in Philly, Darius Slay, and a ton of Eagles made the pro bowl on offense and on defense. But Chauncey Gardner Johnson Jr., or as he's known as CJ, I think is going to have, if he's healthy and all this works out with his knee, a monster year in that Lions secondary. Number one, we're talking about an improved pass rush, a healthy Charles Harris, a healthy Romeo Quara, another year of Aiden Hutchinson, another year of James Houston, Josh Pascal playing a full season, John Kaminsky coming back. There are plenty of people to get to the passer, which would mean ball hawks like Gardner Johnson get an opportunity to shine, put up some numbers, and get to the Pro Bowl. Uh, he felt last year he was snubbed and should have been in. So I think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has a great chance to be a first-time Lions Pro Bowl player this year. Remember, he's still young. He's only been in the league a few years. He's 25-26. Three years in New Orleans, traded to Philadelphia, burned a few bridges at those places. But I think he's matured, and I think he's ready to show what he can do. Again, I made this list last week. You, you guys know I'll finish off this list tomorrow, and you probably have a good guess on who number one is. But this excludes, by the way, players that have been there before, like Panay Sewell, Jared Goff, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jonah Jackson, and Frank Ragnow. But I love Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Really love the interview he did on Fox 2 last night. And again, knock on wood, hopefully he's okay. And that injury today was uh, nothing serious. But you just have to love the amount of depth in that secondary. The guys coming back. The, the veterans that were added. And I know Emmanuel Mosley is not with the team right now, still coming back from his ACL injury last year um, and is not at training camp yet, but kind of rehabbing on this. One other thing, Marvin Jones, also on the NFI list right now. Dan Campbell said today it's a back injury for the 33-year-old wide receiver, but 
he will return to the team shortly. So you're going to have, you know, you're going to have injuries. You're going to have guys that are, that are out to start training camp. Biggest key is that this team stays healthy throughout the season. Rather have the injuries now than when we get to uh, September 7th and the team has to go to Kansas City to uh, take on the Chiefs. So uh, I'm excited for this uh, the season. Everybody is saying right now that uh, the tempo has been good the first two days of practice. People feel good about what the Lions have. Denzel Mims spoke today, said, look, I'm reborn coming over from the Jets. I never really felt like I had a chance in New York playing with quarterbacks. Quite honestly, you know, Zach Wilson, Mike White, and others couldn't get him the football. Joe Flacco, he feels like he's getting another opportunity here. We'll have to wait and see on that. All right, that'll do it for this uh, Monday edition of Lockdown Lions right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, Reaching out for a couple of guests this week. Still working on trying to get uh, our man Warren Sharp on from Sharp Football. But uh, we're back tomorrow right here on another edition of Lockdown Lions. We'll have an update tomorrow on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's injury. Hopefully, Dan Campbell confirms it is nothing major. We'll see you again tomorrow.